0: Did you know that the average fleet manager spends 100 hours a month managing toll? Get that time back by partnering with BestPass, the nation's leader in toll management. Learn more at GetBestPass.com or call 866-366-1426. Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Region Freightways production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of DriverReach, a modern recruiting and compliance solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the high Road on whatever platform you use to listen. I'm joined today by two industry experts and good friends, Bill Zink and Chris Golker, principals with True North Companies, a leading provider of insurance and financial services in the transportation industry. Bill, Chris, welcome to the show. Great to have you both join me. Great to be here, Jeremy, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'd like to spend our time today uh, touching briefly on what attracted you both to the trucking industry. Uh, I'd like to talk about all that True North does for the industry, especially as a leader in leveraging technology. To improve results um, I'll ask you to shed you know light on how you're helping your customers solve for their recruiting and retention challenges uh, including some of the content and events you hold uh, I'd like to talk about how you envision partnering with various companies like driver reach for example um, going forward and then lastly we'll want to answer a question for, uh, submitted by a listener during our deeper dive segment does that work for you awesome thanks all right the enthusiasm is uh, it's infectious here <laughs> 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 <We're> gonna- <laughs> I know. I got to remember who I'm speaking with, right? Um, so I want to get started with your background. So maybe, maybe uh, Bill, we start with you. You know, what, what is it that got you uh, into the trucking industry? Uh, you know, how did you get started?
1: Yeah, so um, trucking kind of found me or, or I found trucking, but I, I wasn't inherently looking for it um, as part of my, you know, graduation out of, out of college. Um, I have an entrepreneurial background. Um, I actually had a grandfather that was in transportation. He was a cattle hauler out in uh, um, Northwest Iowa. Uh, but what I was looking for out of college was an entrepreneurial company that was going to allow me a, a path to go build something, and didn't really matter the industry. And so True North popped up, and um, they had a, a, a pretty well known and established transportation practice back in the early 2000s, um, and they were obviously in the insurance and, and risk management industry. And so, as I was looking at options, um, I was really drawn to True North as a company. And like I've heard so many people say before, you know, once you're in transportation, it's it's tough to get out. And so, my passion over my first 18 years true north support support in the transportation industry is, is really only growing so i've had a lot of fun um being a contributor and, and look forward to the next
0: 18 years too well it's funny that you say before we get to chris it's, it's funny that you say you know stuff to get out as if you've been trying but it's just it's really tough you know help me um but i think we can i think most people can relate once you you kind of you get committed it's really uh you build relationships that it just matters it's just a it's a it's a kind of an industry that has meaning to it, you know, and provides meaning to, to the work. How about you, Chris? Kind of what's, your, what's your story? What got you into the, to the industry? You know, honestly, Jeremy, my story is
2: not all that much different than Bill's. Um, I had graduated college and had a couple of years completely outside the transportation industry. Uh, and about just over nine years ago, I joined, I joined True North and started within our transportation practice. And the early, probably 18 months or so of my career, I worked within Trinor's IC benefits call center. So we were working with owner operators directly on health insurance products we provide to them. And one of the things that was just resoundingly clear was how, um, how interesting the industry was. You know, you've got this very complex entrepreneurial model that allows uh, somebody like a truck driver to go and create the American dream for themselves. And that became something that I really latched onto. And then over time, to Bill's point, True North actually has a pretty remarkably similar type of platform. Um, And so as I continue to grow and learn within the industry and within our firm, um, that kind of entrepreneurial platform has always been kind of central to it. And then, you know, the continued innovation, the fact that every day is different, you know, even my short time in the industry in nine years, the industry looks nothing like what it did even just nine short years ago. So continue change, continue challenges
0: always. uh, Like that's the, that's the industry, right? The only consistent thing is change. (laughs) Right. So, um, you mentioned you know obviously, I want to dive into True North a little bit. Can I, maybe if you both can share, you know what's what's the best way to describe True North and, and, and what you do for those you know few listeners who might not be familiar enough with True North to know?
1: Yeah, so good, good question. And um, as, as we both mentioned, True North is a insurance and risk management provider by trade, Jeremy. Um, and one of our largest industry niches is the transportational and district sector. And so while we provide, you know, insurance programs to really all, you know, up and down aspects of transportation from a single truck operator to some of the largest trucking companies in the country, um, we are an entrepreneurial platform by trade uh, built on a specialist model. And so in addition to providing insurance and, and you know, risk financing strategies for organizations, We do a lot from a risk management and risk services perspective too. And so we've got a group that I head up called Risk Solutions where we're augmenting our clients' business with different uh, technologies, data analytics around their risk management strategy, um, communication uh, to their workforce, helping them kind of navigate the legal and, and compliance sector managing claims as part of the insurance management and, of course, safety and loss control. And so what we, I think, have differentiated ourselves with is not only are we coming in and providing an insurance solution, but we're a consultant and one that's very active in executing on recommendations that we may have for, for certain clients. I like think the other thing that I've appreciated about True North is because we're entrepreneurs and we you know, have P&Ls to manage in our own business, we relate very well to other business owners in the transportation logistics industry. And our dollars that we spend go directly to our clients' business. And so we're actively investing in strategies um, with our clients. So we're looking for companies that are in growth mode. We're looking for companies that maybe are in trouble and need some additional support. And obviously, as we talk with the dynamic industry the, industry, the transportation industry is full of that.
0: Chris, anything to add? I will
2: just simplify that. Um, we like to think of ourselves kind of an internal mantra. Um, we're innovative problem solvers, and we just happen to be darn good insurance brokers at the same time. So that happens to be the core funding mechanism for how we integrate and, and implement our solutions within our clients. But at
0: our core, we're looking for problems to solve and innovative ways to do so. Well, anytime um, you're doing consultative type work and innovative and entrepreneurial you know, minded and, and problem solvers and that sort of thing, um, that's what you want. Right. From a that's what you'd hope for in a relationship with uh, any sort of consultant type of relationship, um, risk management type of relationship. And leveraging technologies a lot has a lot to do with that. So maybe you. Um, if you can share, maybe in what ways is the is the support that you provide to companies in this industry, you know, uh, through technology? How is that unique uh, to True North? So we've got, uh, a
1: lot, yeah, you bet. So we've got a lot of you know proprietary technologies, uh, Jeremy. Some homegrown, um, some that we bought and implemented into our clients' business. But you know, at the root of everything we do. Our business intelligence group, the the people that mine our clients' data, help them understand it and then make recommendations on here's strategically where you need to go is kind of foundational to our our business. And with that group, you know, risk is kind of at the center of, of data and data management. And so whether you're talking about recruiting and retention strategies um, and we built some proprietary technologies that I think we'll get into about, you know, the onboarding workflow, particularly in the IC or owner operator space to, you know, once you build yourself a fleet and you're managing risk, you have to be able to be you know, pointed with your strategies in terms of where you allocate resources and, the, you know, approach you take to managing risk. And it's different as you grow. You know, you kind of migrate from a compliance manager to make sure you're checking all the boxes so you can haul freight. To as you grow and scale as an organization, now safety, now culture becomes much more important, and your data starts to help shape where you allocate certain resources. And then again, as I mentioned, you know, us augmenting with human, you know, uh, horsepower in addition to some of the technologies that we've put together. Are all about helping clients get a competitive advantage around
0: their risk management strategies. Chris, I think I, I cut you off when I said Bill first. You, did he steal your, any thunder? No, I think you know a different answer to
2: my earlier comment of the only thing constant in transportation has changed. One thing that hasn't changed, you know, day one of my time within the industry to today is the hottest topic or at least one of the hottest topics in the industry has consistently been this concept of a driver shortage. And it's, it's an interesting question um, and one we've been asking ourselves is how do we help support our client base in terms of solving for that issue? And so when you think about it from a technology standpoint, a lot of companies that we walk into are, are very archaic when you look at their utilization of technology. And so if we can develop solutions and implement our programs, our technologies in order to streamline and or automate, how does that help them open up additional driver pools that might be attracted to a more technologically advanced industry? And so as I think about you know, the, the aging driver population, one of the questions we've been asking ourselves internally is how can True North support attracting the younger driver pool uh, or the younger talent population into a driver pool? Um, and you look at, you know, there's all kinds of studies out there, articles that I've read about uh, younger millennial type individuals, which I think all of our clients would say, hey, we would love to have those uh, be part of our fleet. Um, they're interested in, in gig-type work where they don't have to answer to the man, um, they want some freedom, they want their liberties, they want to be able to work you know, 60 hours this week or 30 hours this week. And a unique opportunity to do that while still having consistent work is the owner-operator model in transportation. And it's been a, a unique problem to solve um, because there are obviously a lot of issues that go into a company managing the owner operating model from how do they do that without risking this classification, mm-hmm. yet providing a robust value proposition to these owner operators in order to be able to recruit them and then retain them long-term. So your question of what are we doing? Um, we're putting out a, uh, both from a kind of a program product standpoint uh, and ecosystem of resources that we can use to attract that next generation, but then also supporting that from a technology perspective. Because again, if you're trying to attract a, you know, 28, 30, 35-year-old driver, um, you're probably not going to have a ton of success with paper applications and Uh, meaningful workflow. So it's a lot about how can we implement both the programs, but then also the technology to support.
0: Well, you mentioned the the industry is archaic, and I couldn't agree more overall, Um, but I certainly feel like the last couple years, and I think it's with, you know, uh, with the advent of of COVID and all that we've had to uh, deal with there, there has been a dramatic improvement in embracing of technology to solve for some of these bigger challenges. And um, And while I think there's still a a lot of room to go, uh, I think um, I do, I would like to unpack a little bit the uh, owner-operator, independent contractor um, points that you were talking about because you mentioned being in the industry for as long as you have, you know, driver shortage has always been one of those things. Uh, I would say that that classification of employee versus owner-operator has also been there as long as I've been around. And so I think, you know, and, and, and it seems uh, over the years, you know, there, there seemed, it seems to sway one way or another where you got to be extra careful and cautious and, and safeguards and buffers in place to make sure. So maybe if you could share a little bit, you know, what are the things you know, uh, that you're doing or how are you helping companies utilize that, that uh, owner-operator, uh, independent contractor capacity? And maybe if there's any unique technology that you've created or developed to support uh, that segment that'd be helpful if you if you if that's something you can uh, share a little bit more on. Yeah,
2: I think you know I can start this and then I'll hand it to Bill to kind of wrap around the technology piece of this. So as we think about um, risk management, we try to bucket uh, in in terms of the enterprise risk profile that a company might have. Uh, we try to bucket that into four quadrants. Um, and we do that because it's very common for a kind of a risk insurance professional to think about risk management as buying insurance. Uh, and, you know, we'll say again, just to reiterate, we're an insurance broker, risk management firm. Uh, and so the placement of insurance is highly valuable and it's very important to our business. That said, at any given point in time, um, we believe that would be at most of a company's risk profile. So how we then implement our services, our resources into a client is just as much about those other three quadrants, if not even more, arguably, than it is about placing insurance. So we're coming alongside relative to the independent contractor model and supporting everything from how they're building their independent contractor agreements and how they're rolling that out to their fleet of independent contractors via technology. Um, We're supporting driver capacity strategies by putting robust platforms around them. Again, how do we recruit the best and then how do we keep them within the industry, but then within our firm, Um, supporting safety strategies. Again, how do you balance that legal balance of independent contractor classification on one hand and employer control or their perception of employer control, and how can we as a third party help bring balance to that equation? Uh, And then maybe most importantly or just as important is how are you using leveraging technology to support internal workflows, but then also free up that independent contractor to do what uh, what they do best, and and that's calling free. So we have built some proprietary technology um, that is used to develop an automated workflow in that process. And I might let Bill speak to that um, as, uh, in terms of how we go about implementing that.
1: Yeah, you know, the way we think about it, Jeremy, is um, trucking companies, transportation logistics companies kind of inherently are, you know, built in silos from a role responsibility standpoint. You got your recruiters doing a job, your administrators doing a job, safety doing a job, operations, sales, et cetera. And technology can either reinforce those silos or they can bridge the silos and start to you know, produce more of an integrated environment. And so when you're talking about kind of this owner-operator space, what we really wanted to do was help the translation of what a recruiter was selling you know, as a pitch to an owner operator in terms of what it meant to be contracted, leased on with that motor carrier, to what actually happens once they're, you know, start that onboarding process and then ultimately, you know, swing right into hauling freight. And so there's important technologies at the onset where you're going through qualifications like driver reach, right? And, and the, the compliance side of, of the business. One of the gaps that we identified um, about 10 years ago was. At point of onboarding, when you start to talk about contracting, insurance procurement, programs like plates, IFTAs, et cetera, maybe there's a lease purchase program, fuel cards, et cetera, there was a disconnect between what the recruiter was talking about and how that ultimately played out as part of that onboarding process. And you know, we have this saying at True North, start right, end right. And what we built with Overdrive, our own uh, internal technology was essentially a bridge technology that could integrate between on, you know, qualification technologies and then ultimately settlement and operational type systems. And so Overdrive for us, you know, has a workflow where there's a fully integrated, you know, um, digitized onboarding um, process where there's contracts, there's program selections, there's final insurance procurement, and then there's ultimately on to uh, deductions relative to the, the weekly settlement. And then there's you know a digital exper- experience around a, an app where they can manage a lot of their you know, risk-related um, programs with True North. And so the, the goal for us is to bring more digitalization to the driver lifecycle of an owner-operator And then feed them information that allows them to be more successful as a business owner. One of our goals is to help produce more entrepreneurs, those that can build businesses, maybe become fleet owners, maybe launch their own motor carrier. You know, as as Chris mentioned, this industry is is ripe with single truck operators that have built themselves into hundred and several thousand unit companies, and so that's what gets us excited: is how do we promote an environment that attracts? drivers in to run their business, which seems to be something that the younger generation wants, but do it in a way where they can be successful. And we think we can play a key role in this onboarding component and then the ongoing management of risk um, within our overdrive platform.
0: Well, it was mentioned earlier uh, about getting younger drivers and attracting younger drivers and and how True North uh, is supportive of that effort. But I'm curious, obviously, Today, uh, the minimum age is 21. Obviously, there's an ongoing effort to, to reduce that. But in the absence of that, it's still 21, while the average age of a new entrant is somewhere between 35 and 38, depending on who you ask. You know, assuming that we can get, you know, younger drivers into the industry, are there any sort of risk management you know, practices that you might recommend uh, for the audience?
1: Yeah, so we're having more and more conversations about how do you prepare yourself to potentially take on a, a younger population, Jeremy. And so, um, mentorship programs become critical. You know, school systems become critical in catching them, you know, at point of graduation of high school as kind of a successive career path versus missing those, those few key years where we lose a lot of the workforce to, to other industries. Um, and then back to kind of how we, you know, bring education around safety practices. You know, that's a component of our overall uh, insurance package and strategy and how we use Overdrive as a technology platform to distribute that. And also bringing in other companies that support, you know, um, helping a driver understand what it means to be an entrepreneur and some of these strategies and tactics that it takes to run a successful business we're creating this model where there's a ton of great content out there. There's some legacy providers that you know, have helped support the owner-operator model in the industry. And so being able to bring those folks together while catching this you know, younger population as an entry point into the industry is something we're very focused on. And we, we feel like our technology platform kind of pulls those pieces together for us.
0: I do want to ask, um, you're really involved. Uh, True North is is great in terms of uh, awareness in the industry. I mean, visibility in the industry, right? State, national associations, uh, tons of good subject matter expertise that you provide. Um, you're hosting a risk summit in Cedar Rapids in early May. Uh, May can you share a little bit about that two-day event? Because it's a uh, it's pretty action-packed. It looks like it's chock full of some really good content. So what is that all about? And, and, and who, are there any of the folks that are listening here, uh, would you would you recommend they uh, consider attending? Yeah, check it out.
1: Um, we'd love to have you, anyone that's interested in, in attending. We're expecting somewhere between 225 and 250 attendees. Um, so it's gonna be a big, big event for us in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, if you don't mind making the trek. Uh, But this is an event we have every two years, Jeremy. Um, We're excited to have it again uh, for the first time since uh, COVID. And to your point, you know, we've got a great lineup of speakers from around the industry. Um, We've got the chairman of the ATA. uh, We've got some of the, you know, major thought leaders in law, uh, in M&A, in recruiting and retention. Um, and we've got a mix of folks that are kind of more in the you know focused services side, but also a lot of motor carriers, too. So being able to kind of inter- interact with your peers and get feedback on what some of the best are doing in the industry to, to tackle some of these issues. So it's May 2nd, um, 3rd and 4th. And uh, again, open invitation. We'd love to have uh, uh, anyone interested that's listening to the podcast. Reach out to us and, and uh, we'll get you on the list. And I know you're coming, too, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, in, in those t- sorts of environments, those are the best, in my opinion, because you get so, uh, so, so much greater, uh, more intimate conversations that take place when it's not so overwhelming that you just, you know, you, you just the whirlwind around you. So I'm excited about that. Looking forward to it. And, um, we have just uh, about 30 seconds left. So the last question I'd like to ask is, and this is the deeper dive uh, question. Um, can you share any best practices to reduce our risk against nuclear verdicts or huge settlements? I know that's for 30 seconds. That's not a lot of time to answer that one. But what can you say? uh, You know, how do we how do we address this? This is this is killing people. Yeah, I think I mean, I might take a stab at that first. Um, If you want it in
2: 30 seconds, probably stay off the road. That's 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 maybe the, the shortest version of it. But, you know, to your point, we're very involved in the association circuits. And one of the, the top initiatives for ATA and True North as well, one of our partners, is uh, part of leading the tort litigation reform. Um, and that, that's a huge piece of it. Without um, some type of intervention uh, from a policy regulatory perspective, good, bad, or otherwise, there's likely not anything you can do. If you're involved in a, a fatal crash You've got, depending on the circumstances, you've got a massive liability there. Um, and obviously you can't put a value to human life, but the whole point behind some of this is uh, creating maybe a little bit more of an even playing field like you saw in some medical malpractice
0: and in other industries years ago. And, and, and I appreciate that. I'm glad we were able to squeeze that in. Uh, I want to thank you both uh, so much for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you uh, uh, here in, uh, in just a few weeks. Thanks, Jeremy. Great chatting. Bye. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at podcastdriverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road.